all the files of the whole park. It tells you everything. Sir, he's uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Hello out there in cyberspace. The internet encourages the best and absolute worst of human behavior. Online-led hate campaigns and conspiracy theories are often more than just frivolous distractions. They can ruin lives. In the U.S., I think the Gamergate movement from 2015 to 2016 opened a lot of people's eyes to what was brewing under the surface of some of the darker places online. And if that didn't, then QAnon certainly did. But across the Pacific Ocean, the people of Korea had a pretty good idea of how the internet can destroy lives long before it became the topic of think pieces in America. That is the subject of the excellent podcast, Authentic, a new show from Vice that focuses on the life of Korean rapper Tablo and how the internet ruined it, turned it upside down. And with us today to talk about it is host and producer Dexter Thomas. I'm Matthew Gold. What's going on? Sorry. That's all good, my bad. You know, I should have, uh, 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 that was your name, I should throw to you right there. How are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> i am all good i'm all good man I'm, I'm happy to be here and talking about this all right so what is authentic yeah so authentic is a it's a podcast obviously um so this is this is a project which essentially centers around um this korean rapper named tableau who I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's sort of difficult to know where to begin. And even in the first episode, uh, you can hear him struggling to introduce himself. So Tableau is, like I said, he's in the early 2000s. He was sort of this struggling underground rapper um, who, through a series of events, he, he became uh, much, much more popular. And actually, he was at the top, really, of, you know, not only the mainstream in Korea, but actually there was, there was a moment where he was at the top of the U S hip hop iTunes charts. And we're talking, he was, I think, um, Oh my gosh. I want to say that Jay Z was in number three or Kanye West was in number three. And then, uh, you know, he he was above Jay Z and Kanye West, right? This is what we're talking about. Right. Um, you know, in the 2009 to 2010. And then, uh, this rumor starts going around about him. So the thing about Tableau that was really interesting um, was kind of his hook was that not only was he a rapper, but that he'd gone to Stanford and, you know, and not only had he gone to Stanford, but he had graduated with a bachelor's and a master's degree in three and a half years. So very unusual um, for anybody. Right. And so and this is not exactly what you expect, uh, you know, of a rapper. And so, you know, a lot of people found that sort of a compelling thing about him. And anyway, um, you know, in around 2010, this rumor starts going around that he didn't actually go to Stanford. And what happened after that, and you would think this wouldn't matter because who cares? It's a rapper. Who cares if he went to if, if he went to college or not and where he went to college? Um but this ended up being a huge thing. I mean, this, we're talking QAnon level conspiracy theory here. Um, and not to give anything away, although you could read about this if you want. But I mean, you know, people went to jail over this. Um, this ruined multiple people's lives in multiple countries. Um, Interpol damn near got involved. Um, it it basically tore the country in half. That was one it of was the the wildest incredible. parts of listening to this uh, was yeah. was getting to the point where like police get involved. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, over what is essentially like an internet rumor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So let's, let's put some more context on this thing. Um, sure. How long have you been listening to this, to this guy? Like, when did you start? When did you kind of become a fan? Yeah. So, so I, I, and I, every time I talk to somebody about this, I realize that there's no way to not just go way too fast. Right. In the story. Cause at first it's, just, Oh, cool. There, there's a rapper. That's cool. And oh, I'm sorry. What <laughs> police? What? So, so yeah. Um, so Tableau actually is somebody who I wasn't listening to personally all that much, you know, as in real time. Right. Um, but I, I was aware it's one of those things where if you spend enough time listening to rap music, period, if you're just really into it. So I was I was a, a college radio DJ. Um, and so, you know, and I graduated in 2006. So Tableau, Tableau's a few years older than I am, but not not by much, maybe three years or so. Um, and it was a name and it was a it was a group that I had heard of. But it wasn't somebody that, you know, it wasn't a group that I was a huge fan of because I, you know, I just hadn't been listening to that much. Um, as I started getting involved with this project, that's when I went back and said, okay, this is this group that I heard of. Let me listen to it. And so I really, really dug it, you know, delved into it at that point. Um, but the funny thing is actually, this is sort of a sidebar. Uh, our, the guy who did the music for us, uh, Kyle, uh, you know, did all the sound engineering. He was in a group that Tableau knew of and he, so they were, they were both in different groups that knew each other. They just didn't know they'd never met before. So that was sort of a weird, a weird thing. Hip hop is kind of small. Right. If you, you know, when you really get into it, hip hop's actually kind of a small thing, especially people who make it. So explain to me as succinctly as you can. I mean, sure. you've kind of taken like a, a, there's a 10 episode show that kind of delves into it, the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, what is the event that is at the beating heart of this thing that blows his life up? That's right. Yeah. So the the best way I can put it, actually, um, is essentially, well, Tableau is, again, as I said, uh, he was pretty famous because, you know, he's extremely famous at this point. But one of the big parts of his fame was that he is you know, he has sort of this Stanford pedigree, right? And so he's clearly very smart, um, you know, speaks multiple languages. Uh, he's, he's, he's a published author. He's written, you know, books of short stories, all this sort of stuff. And essentially what happens is somebody starts posting in the comment section of articles about him saying that this guy didn't actually go to Stanford. I don't think this is real. And then an entire forum starts up. Um, and so you, you could think of it sort of like a, a subreddit, essentially. So that there's a there's a website. We can get into this if you'd like. But um, essentially, the, somebody starts an entire forum dedicated to the idea that Tableau is faking his educational pedigree. Right. And it's in, it's in Korean, obviously, but uh, the, the title of it is Tajinyo. That's the, the abbreviation. And it translates out to, essentially, we demand the truth from Tableau, right? And it, it shortens down to Tajinyo. And so this thing at, at its peak, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of members um, and are, are in this thing, are in this one specific form. And then, you know, there's other splinter forms and stuff like that. But what happens is they 
you know, some core people think that Tableau didn't actually go to Stanford and they start looking for evidence to support this. So they start doing things like analyzing footage of his old interviews and saying, oh, this thing that he said, that doesn't really sound right. And, you know, looking at his diploma, uh, because on television, they'd sort of shown us basically a screenshot of his diploma. And so people are, you know, enlarging that and zooming it in on looking at it and say, Hey, I, maybe this looks wrong. There's something wrong here. So it, it gets really, re- you know, people are doing research <laughs> I mean, and I'm using scare quotes here, but people are doing very serious research. And Why? this is happening again about 12 years ago. Why? Why does anyone care? <laughs> yes. So this, so was that rhetorical? No, no, that was like, I'm genuinely asking, like, why does anyone this, care? Yeah. So this is something that we we actually struggle with a little bit in the podcast because there's, there's different answers to this, right? Um, one is that a very surface level thing is that education is extremely important in Korea, Right. Um, no, there are various reasons for why education is so, you know, important in Korea. Um, you know, there's sort of the very simple example that I can give. If you've seen Squid Game, um, you remember that the, you know, one of the main characters, I'm not going to give anything away, but, you know, you remember one of the main characters, basically his whole personality is that he went to, you know, I would say essentially kind of like the Harvard of Korea, right? That That's him. That is his personality and everything that he does is is put towards sort of buttressing that that image that he has of himself, both his self-image and then what other people think of him, right? Okay. Now, so take that. Now, what we're not saying here is that there's something, you know, fundamentally strange, you know, about, you know, Korean society or whatever. Because as we know, uh, you know, whether you have a a certain social standing or whatever, um, can can very well make or break you in the States. That's absolutely the case, right? Um but the thing is, is that social stratification is extremely serious, and a lot of people really do view education as a way out of that um, and as a way up, right? Whether or not that's actually going to happen or not going to happen, right? But the idea that somebody is faking their their credentials or faking something like that, it can feel like a slap in the face. There's also there's also sort of the added wrinkle that the legal system is a bit different. I don't want to get too far into it, but actually um, public, anything that's sort of a public document in Korea, the government takes that extremely seriously. So if you fake, if you fake something like even like a contract um, here, people might not care so much because, okay, well, as long as you didn't actually juke anybody out of any money, you're cool. You know, you didn't, you didn't fake anybody out of any money. We're good. But if you, if you fake something, if you fake a document in Korea that causes people to lose faith in the integrity of documents in general, they will put you in jail for that. And so there's a few things sort of in the background that make it, you know, just slight, slight different situations that mean that, yeah, if somebody fakes something, like even even it seems as simple as an educational document, it's not a joke. In the yeah, the the social media space is also more, I would say, more developed developed faster over there than it did over here, right? So absolutely, like, tell me about this website, Neighbor, where a lot of this stuff kind of starts and then foments, and like what was going on in the social media space in the West at the same time. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, think about sort of where the U.S. and you know, if if a lot of the the you know viewers and listeners of this are, are you know from the states or you know spent time in the states, especially if you spent time in the states in the early two thousands, you remember that you know it it wasn't the <laughs> Social media was very primitive back then, right? I mean, Facebook came out around 2004, I think. Uh, you know, MySpace was still major for people. Um, Korea's, I mean, frankly, internet, um, you know, development was a lot quicker than a lot of places, right? And this is specifically because, again, the government put a whole bunch of money and um, did a lot of investment into technology, into making sure that people would have relatively accessible uh you know ways to get online ways to use computers and stuff like that they didn't happen in the states right and so very quickly um you know there was a site called naver and it's it's hard to it's hard to say what it isn't <laughs> um it kind of has everything there's maps you can order a taxi uh you can you can order food um uh, you know all these things have, have sort of come later but back then it was very much a it was a little bit like you can think of it kind of like reddit if everybody used reddit right and so there were forums for everything if you're familiar with um two channel in japan same kind of vibe but more developed and i would say you know easier to use better but um you know there were there were forums for everything from you know if you're hey, if you're into video games, here's a forum dedicated to the top video games that are out there. And so people use this really to connect to each other. And so in Korea, people got much more used to the digital being part of their real life than say we in the States here did. That the line between, you know, in real life and digital, it, it disappeared much quicker in Korea than it did in the States. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Okay, so then how does this thing go? This rumor, well, I guess first of all, I want to acknowledge that it's pretty incredible to accomplish all of that at Stanford in three and a half years, right? Smart guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, how does this thing go from conspiracy theory like on online and get into, because it ends up being a thing that the whole country talks about. Right. right. It becomes front page news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that's where things get sort of difficult, right? Um, is because this is where you start sort of have to start analyzing. And and so we, we do some of this in the podcast, of course, but essentially what happens is you've got people making these really sort of outlandish claims, right? Um I mean it goes it goes from the, the 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 claims sort of range right some of them are hey maybe he went to stanford but i don't think he actually graduated or to i don't think he graduated to well he didn't graduate and he's got some elite people backing him up you know maybe the cia 
is working with this guy. Maybe the Korean elites are, are working with it. I mean, really just absolutely outlandish stuff, right? And what happens, though, is that these claims don't get – they're not confined just to the forum, right? Because if they were, that would be one thing. But what would happen is that you know major newspapers would – report on this hey there's this new weird claim happening uh on taijinyo on the forum and they sort of report about it sort of credulously right which is you know sort of and it in, in a way that what would happen is that they would republish these claims and then people would be interested and say oh well that's interesting let me go let me go do some more research and check this out and it, it, you know at this point it was very much a oh well you got to hear both sides there's some people who think that Tableau went to Stanford. Some people who don't. Was let's it, talk. Let's hear from people who think that he didn't. And then, and then you end up with people going, and then just it's like leading people up to the rabbit hole, and then they go down the rabbit hole. And so this is what happened. But again, nothing like this had ever happened before, you know. And this this is sort of the the thing that is easy to lose is that this really is. I mean, Tableau is. I mean, I would argue is essentially patient zero for all of this stuff that we're seeing now. You know, with, with you know, QAnon, I mean, you can name it, man. All, all the conspiracy theories, the online-led stuff. It's hard to think of something, it's particularly in Korea, it's hard to think of something that went that fast and got that dire that quickly. It, it was nobody had seen anything like that, and so I honestly think that you know the reporters who were feeding into this stuff. I don't really think they understood what was happening, or how they were feeding into it. Right, because there's that thing that that happens sometimes when you report on internet stuff, uh, where you you say people are talking about this for X, Y, yeah. and Z reason. We can't vet the claims, or sometimes you even say like we know these claims are false. But right. the rumor persists. We're talking about it. People are talking about it online. And like you said, it drives people into those information spaces. Um, and yeah. this was the first time anyone had seen anything like that. I imagine like nobody knew how to report on any of this stuff back then. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, think, think about people to this day. You know, if you say that you report on Internet culture, people still laugh at you. Right. Which is ludicrous it is like how you know and other journalists will but also just people in general is just do have you been watching anything that's happening in the united states in say oh i don't know the past say seven years just to be very conservative uh you know no pun intended but come on man you know but again one of the really interesting things about these spaces is you know let's i'm, I'm kind of on a sidebar here but you know let's think about mid 2000s 4chan right where they they got really 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 good at just getting you know, local reporters to mention them for a lot of people that was the goal let's get some clueless you know network news guy to just say 4chan the internet group called 4chan has sent pizzas to somebody's you know or whatever the case may be right they got that, for a lot of they got oprah right yes that yes, was that they, was the big 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 win for them. It, and and that was the win and they got really really good at it. So take all of that and take that to not just hey, we want to prank people, you know? 
which which is you know a lot of what was happening on, happening on 4chan back in the day take that back to no we're not pranking people we are focused on one person and we want to, i mean people were posting then like i said people went to jail over stuff like this because you know there were threats happening people were making things that and i i should say this carefully but people were making things that in the opinion of the authorities looked an awful lot like threats yeah tell and, me tell me a little bit about this because that that like again i guess i'm just so poisoned by the way we deal with it in america um <laughs> and the way that yeah. like there's so i remember when like gamergate was happening and yeah. there was a lot of local authorities that just didn't really understand what was going on didn't have the basic understanding of some of the pieces right and like yeah. to this day people still get swatted and there's no, there's no, depending on where you are, uh, the laws can be very different, which is so wild. So what's happening yeah. in Korea that is constituted as a threat? Yeah, I mean, and that was something that they were, and th- this is where we get, you know, I started to get out of my depth, right, um, in, in the specifics of it, um, with regards to what, what is happening today, right? Um, I can say, though, that uh, what happened to tableau absolutely changed it changed a lot of things right it did change i mean the the so the national police force right um actually started as this stuff was going on to take this stuff quite a bit more seriously because you know even again even as developed as the internet was stuff like this hadn't happened and so things like defamation or things like threats it was still a little bit uh, i mean somebody's just saying stuff about you on the internet couldn't you just close your laptop buddy you know it it it, it'd be they had to figure out very quickly that this actually is very real right um and i think they figured out that out quicker than we did um you know they're they're very harsh penalties for things like defamation and stuff even even just straight up defamation right even not not just threats um but it did end up with the you know the authorities taking this stuff a lot ser- more seriously i can't necessarily say that they're doing a better job of it in the united states or that i, I would am- it seems to be more cohesive or more coherent i should say or consistent um but but yeah it, it absolutely changed it actually changed how how they react to that stuff because they had to in real time right well what was like what were they reacting to i guess is my question like what were the Uh, nature of the threats at the time yeah so some of it was some of these things were basic you know sort of generic we got to make these bastards pay you know things like that uh which which is sort of vague um but you know there were people who so and i also have to say it wasn't just online people were showing up to his house People were, if you walked outside, so Tableau, for a better part of a year, he left the country for a while. That's how scared he was. So sort of lost in all of this is when things got really bad is he, and we, you hear this in the first episode, he posts, his baby daughter is, is born and from the hospital and he's not really aware of what's happening because he's, he's been busy. You know, he's having a child. Um, he posts a picture from the hospital, you know, like of the baby's foot or something like that. And just, hey, my baby is born. This is great. This is a wonderful magic moment. And then the replies come in and they're just, you fucker. Why don't you tell the truth? Why are you lying? You know? And so very quickly it escalated into people 
stopping him in the street and threatening him, you know, and, and saying, you know, you need to get out of Korea, you know, I won't say it here, but you know, certain things need to be done to you. Certain things need to be done to your mom, you know, things like that. So, I mean, it was, it was absolutely mentions of violence. Like it, it, it went that far and it went that far very quickly again, because a rapper allegedly didn't graduate from Stanford. Essentially because a guy was a great student and finished yeah. Stanford in three and a half years. Yeah. And, and we, we have to say here that, you know, we did our due diligence. We checked. He graduated from Stanford in three and a half years. It can be done. It's unusual, but they have a program that allows you to do that sort of thing. And he really, he, honestly, the thing about Tableau, he didn't want to be there. Yeah. His parents wanted him to go to school um, at Stanford. He just wanted to get the hell out of there. And so he took his classes as quickly as he could because he wanted to go be a rapper. That's what he wanted to do. And he just, look, let me graduate, get my parents off my back. You know, I'm my own man. That's what he's trying to do. That's yeah, that's an aspect of the of the story that really messed with me was this this idea that like you are doing this thing because of pressure from your parents, um, mm-hmm. and then you end up basically being like trapped in that. You get it out of the way, get it done as quickly as possible, and then ten years later, you're like trapped in that moment, right? Yeah, and that was sort of the weird thing I think for him is that. He kind of did it so that he could have, you know, he he was a good student and did all that sort of thing, at least in college, uh, you know, so that he could do what he wanted to do. You know, that for him was sort of an obstacle that he just had to get over so he could go be his own person. It turned out that when he went back to Korea, that people were really interested in that aspect of him that he wasn't particularly interested in. It was just sort of a gimmick. Um, and so he was, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. So he's just, okay, well, if they like this gimmick that, you know, I'm a Stanford graduate, you know, I'll use it for a little bit till I can get my foot in the door and then I can just do the rap thing. But it was, it ended up being just this double edged sword in the worst possible way that the thing that got him in the door was a thing that, you know, ended up for quite some time ruining his life. Yeah, and his family. You can talk about the impact on him and his life because I think that is that's also something that gets lost when we talk about these stories about these kind of harassment yeah. and conspiracy campaigns. We don't really, mm-hmm. we don't always stick the landing on explaining like what effect this stuff has on the people that are at the center of it. And I think your show does absolutely. Yeah, that's the difficult thing. Um, Tableau's still dealing with this. You know, it's 12 years later. And and the thing about this show is that the reason it's being made, you know, and people have asked, is, wait, this happened in 2010. Why now? You know, it's 12 years. You know, it's it's over a decade, right? Um, Why now? Well, because he wasn't ready to talk about it yet. He'd done some interviews here and there, but A, he didn't like really doing that if he didn't have to, and which is fully understandable because it is it was an extremely it was an extremely traumatic period of his life and so i you know we didn't do this remote i went to korea i sat down with him and i was in the same room with him and it's traumatic to hear man um you know i've i've interviewed people in very bad situations um throughout you know my work here and, and this is up there hearing about that because talking about it takes him right back to it. But no, this absolutely, you know, it affected the way that 
you know, his family really hasn't been the same. He said, I don't want to, you know, there's, there's some things that are sort of sensitive. And so I want people to be sort of fully ready to listen to it, um, without being sort of blindsided by it, uh, you know, in this episode, but, um, you know, there's some things that happened to his family and there's some things that happened to him. It put him in, you know, he was in a really, really, really deep depression, uh, for a long time. And, you know, it, it, it hurt a lot of people. It hurt a lot of people. Right. People, again, I don't want to spoil the whole show, but there are severe consequences yeah. for some of the yeah, people and, and in this, this story. Exactly. There are very severe consequences for people. And it's not even, you know, not a spoiler thing because you could go read about it if you want. And that's the thing is like there are articles about this, um, wonderful, wonderfully written articles, um, but they were written at the time without the benefit of you know, the hindsight. Also, we have done some extra stuff. We've, again, not to really get into, uh, ooh, yeah, no. Okay, there's one thing that is a spoiler that I don't want to spoil, um, but it's more so that, listen, the, I, I fully, I hope everybody listening to this gets a chance to listen to the, listen to this, but be prepared because there's, there's some really, you know, we warn you, but there's some really rough stuff in there. Yeah. There's a really, really there's some disturbing v- things that happen. Very yeah. strange and dark turns that I was yeah. that I was not expecting. Um, what did you personally learn from this story? From doing from like reporting this out? Like what are your Man. takeaways about how disinformation and hate campaigns happen online? You know, I'm I wish it's, the the answer that I would love to give you is that, hey man, listen, I've got this after doing this, I have this three-step program that we can do to prevent the online harassment. Like, I know how to do Like, I can't. <laughs> I don't have that. I wish I did, right? Um, but what I got out of this is we're not taking this nearly seriously enough. Um, because the thing is, what happened to Tableau could absolutely happen again. There, there's almost nothing stopping that from happening, Right. And when I look at, when I look at what happened at Tableau, um, you know, I see January 6th, I see anti-vax stuff, you know, I see all, I see all of this, right? And, and it's, and we don't, we don't really push that super hard in the podcast because I think it's just sort of obvious. I think it's, it's easier to let, you know, I think as a listener, you'll sort of, pick up on these things right because some of our some of our guests who we interview right they say this stuff it's just oh my gosh this reminds me of you know the birther stuff right which incidentally was happening around the same time um but also the the idea of doing your own research right um which is what everybody was doing right this is you know the the do your i I did my own research about coronavirus or whatever you know what i mean that's a you know it's almost a meme uh at this point but this is precisely what people were doing and i think that if anything right uh this this show absolutely shows that this has been this has been a sort of almost baked in problem to how we interact with each other online and that we're just we're just completely unprepared for it which i think at the very least that is the first step to realizing to perhaps having some ideas on what we can do about this is realizing listen this thing happened it happened and we should have been paying attention we weren't okay let's recognize that what can we do now 
So the show is authentic. It goes into much more detail about all of this stuff. Where yes. can people find it? How many episodes are out? All that business. Yeah. So I think uh, at the moment we're recording this right now, I believe uh, episode four is out. Episode five should be dropping soon. Uh, but yeah, it comes out weekly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, wherever you get your podcast, perhaps the same uh, application with which you, you listen to this a fine podcast you could search authentic and t-a-b-l-o tableau and uh yeah you'll be able to listen to it but i would love to hear what people think uh it's 10 episodes uh eight episodes of the main narrative two bonus ones i won't spoil what those are but they're pretty cool and yeah well dexter thomas thank you so much for coming on to cyber and walking us through this uh if you missed the beginning of the show it will be up as a podcast very very shortly you can hear the whole thing and we will be back again a little bit later this week with another uh uh, story uh about um the internet the space we live and security and all those good things and bad things uh dexter thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you for having me here it's always a pleasure man bye everybody easy 